0: for down what's going on guys this is just another critic and week two is in the books pretty good week two big games Clemson taking on A&m and LSU taking on Texas so two big programs from Texas had big games and we'll, we'll talk about how they played out um, here in a minute but as far as what I'm going to go ahead and do today Of course, it's week 2 takeaways, Um, but at the same time, I'm going to go ahead and go over the AP poll. So what I'm going to do is start from the the top of the top 25 list at 25, work my way down to number 1 till we get there and go through each takeaway that I took from each top 25 team. Um, I guess we should start with who got dropped from the top 25. Uh, Syracuse was 21. They absolutely got throttled by Maryland. And so they're out of the rankings. Stanford got beat up by USC, who was questionable as to—I mean, both teams were questionable, right? Both teams missing their quarterbacks, so not really sure what to expect from both of those guys. And USC stepped up to the plate and and really showed what they're they might be capable of in this uh, 2019 season. Iowa State dropped from the rankings as well as Nebraska after losing in overtime to Colorado. Um, With that being said, the newest member of the top 25 is Virginia. In their opener, played against Pitt. Looked pretty good. Uh, They didn't look as sharp offensively. Defensively, kept it together, held Pitt to 14 points. Um, In week two, they played William and Mary from the FCS. Absolutely obliterated them. Looked much sharper on both sides of the ball, which, you know, you expect teams to do. And you expect them to look that way when they're playing against FCS opponents. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, they did what was expected of them. At number 24, USC. Like I mentioned, uh, they played Stanford and came out victorious, 45-20. to New quarterback, Caden Slovis. Um, They weren't sure what to expect from him, right? True freshman, if I'm correct three star guy compared to who was at the helm with JT Daniels five star highly recruited um i believe he was the number one uh, pro style quarterback in the nation at one point when he was coming out of high school and you know it's it's not crazy to say but Caden looked much better than JT in in uh in college so far from what we've seen from both guys Caden just looked like the better guy um on the field compared to on paper um moving along we have number 23 washington that was you know one of those late night Pac 12 games which became even you know a late late night Pac 12 game because of the delay um in washington so i, I think the game ended up um ending at around 1, 2, 3 a.m., 3 a. depending on where you live. But, yeah, they played Cal at home and lost by one point, 20 to point, 20-19. Jacob Easton, the Georgia transfer, he really wasn't able to do anything. And, um, I mean, of course, California's got a, a notable defense in the Pac-12, but with all the hype surrounding Jacob Easton, you would expect him to step up and you know take advantage of that opportunity in playing against a defense that's more notable in the Pac-12 and putting in and putting in a, a night's work. You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't he wasn't able to do that. Um, I think he had less than 200 yards passing, zero touchdowns. Um, so just a really quiet night for him overall. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the Pac-12 at this point. Washington's out of the uh, the conversation for me for the college football playoff as well as Oregon. Right now, the only teams that I can see in the conversation is USC and Oregon, right? But I mean, um, Utah, but they both have to run the table and that's not going to happen because one of them is going to beat each other because they ha- they're going to be playing each other here in a few weeks. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not optimistic about seeing any Pac 12 team in the college football playoff. I just don't think it's going to happen right now. Maybe in the future. But right now, I, I just don't see it happening. Um, staying um, in the top 25, obviously, we have Boise State at 22. They moved up two spots, <laughs> excuse me, and they played uh, Marshall. Marshall at home on the blue turf, and Marshall looked a lot better than I expected them to. Offensively, they weren't really able to get it together. Defensively, they looked fast, um, and they looked really good out there overall. Obviously, Boise State got the dub 14-7. The biggest issue that I've seen with Boise State is their quarterback, true freshman, Hank Bakkenmeyer. I think that's how you say his name. The kid takes too many hits in a game. And at some point, the coach is going to have to obviously um, get him to slide, get him to go down, get him to protect himself if they want him to play through a, a full season. Um, but at this point, overall, Boise looks good. I think uh, one of their better running backs got hurt early on in the game, so wasn't able to, you know, do as much offensively as they'd like as far as having a balanced attack. Uh, but. But it's still early, and they have a lot of young guys on the team, uh, particularly on offense. So we'll see what happens. I'm sure they're going to work out the kinks and be better. But don't, don't underestimate Marshall. I think they're a very good team, and I don't think it was a close game by, by coincidence. I think it was two very good teams from group of five conferences coming together um, and you know, putting on a good, uh, a good, a good game. On a Friday night. So, with that being said, we have Maryland at 21, and they weren't ranked coming uh, into week two. Obviously, they are now. They they just they basically took Syracuse's spot um, by destroying them, 63 to 20. And I, I kind of talked about this last week, um, you know, in my takeaways from week one as well as my predictions going into week two. Maryland just looked like they were clicking everywhere in, in all phases of the game, particularly on offense with uh, Josh Jackson at quarterback, the uh, transfer from Virginia Tech. And they, they've always had the talent at Maryland. They just haven't been able to put the pieces together. And so that's what we're, that's what we're being able to witness right now with the uh, new head coach, Mike Loxley. So um, I'm optimistic about their team and what they'll continue to do in big in the big Ten um, and so we'll see they they might be able to upset some people in the big Ten East, but uh still too early to say of course we're we're going to want to continue continue to see some consistent play from them before we you know speak about those things, but with the way they're looking at this point, anything can happen, and that's just how college football works um, continuing along, we have Washington State. At number 20, they were ranked 22nd coming into week two, um, moved up to 20, so two spots. They played Northern Colorado in week two and obviously took care of business 59 to 17. Um, Washington State's always been an interesting one. It seems like they've got a great system down there offensively, kind of just a plug and play Mike Leach, Big 12 type offense, and it's working for them so far. Um, Obviously, until they run into some team that they should beat, but then they end up getting upset. That's just kind of how Washington State is. Um, But we'll see what happens. I mean, they're looking good. They're looking great so far. But they've only had two very weak opponents in their two openers, like some other teams as well. So it's just still hard to gauge what they're going to look like. When they actually play a Power Five opponent and get into conference play, but we're gonna find that out uh, very soon. Next week they got Houston, so they're gonna have to play some defense. That's probably gonna be a very high-scoring game. I still expect them to win because Houston's defense is just absolutely garbage. And um, but we'll see. I want to see them play Power Five opponents, and then we can talk about talk more about if they actually have a chance. You know, to make a run at the Pac-12 championship, etc., cetera, et cetera. At number nineteen, we have Iowa, Big Ten. They moved up one spot. They're at the twentieth spot coming into week two. Took on Rutgers, shut them out, thirty to zero, and uh, they just they're just playing your typical Iowa football that you expect from them, right? Um, just very gritty. Very, uh, they, they like to control the tempo, they like to control the game, and that, that's what they did against Rutgers beat them out 30 to 0, as expected. Um, next week they got Iowa State at Iowa State in the rivalry game, and so whew, Iowa State, you've always got to watch out for them almost every week. They're going to put you on upset alert, no matter who they're playing, and so that should be an interesting. T- interesting game to watch and i believe that's where college game day is gonna be so yeah moving along we have number 18 michigan state moved up one spot from 1918 took on western michigan in week two um took that game 51 to 17 very easily for me after week one i was very I wasn't optimistic about their offense just because how they looked against Tulsa. But I guess Tulsa's defense is that just that good, maybe, because they just put up 51 on Western Michigan and looked that much better. And so we're going to see um, everything. At, at this point, I'm just kind of waiting till most Power 5 teams get into conference play so we can see them against obviously more more legitimate competition, if that's what, you know, for lack of better words. But, um, yeah, they blew out Western Michigan 51-17. to Defense is solid, as expected. Um, but offense, it's good to see that they, they, they're clicking, right? And they're getting things together. Um, they're cleaning up some of their mistakes. And they take on Arizona State next week, where I think they're absolutely just going to beat up Arizona State. So I'm gonna we'll talk about those in my predictions, but um, yeah, Arizona State next week, and then moving up to 17, we have UCF, 2 0, moved up one spot from 18 to 17, uh, took on Florida Atlantic, beat them up 48 to 14, and now moving into week three, what would have been one of their, you know, notable wins versus a Stanford team. Isn't necessarily looking that way anymore, right? With the with the way Stanford has started, with the with the way Stanford has looked, and just coming off a loss to a USC team without their starting without their starting quarterback, and we're still we're still not sure if Stanford's going to get back KJ Costello, and so they're just not looking as as formidable as they did in the preseason. So, I think UCF has a, a really good chance in winning this game. And we'll continue talking about that in my week three predictions. But yeah, UCF continuing to do their thing on both sides of the ball. Uh, looking explosive as usual on offense. And they they got Stanford coming into week three. Moving up to 16, we got Texas A&M. They dropped four spots from the 12th spot. Obviously, you watch this game. If you didn't, um, I don't know what you were doing. But um, they took on Clemson, obviously, Clemson number one, lost twenty-four to ten. Their next game is against Lamar. I don't know, AM in this game, they looked good early on. Kellen Mon missed some critical throws. And then I think at one point he was either cramping in his in his uh, calves or he had some type of uh injury or something. And I think that limited him a whole bunch. And that also makes it a lot easier for the defense. Uh, in in setting their schemes, right? Because if you you looked in the second half, whenever, at this point, Clemson was up and they had taken the lead and Texas A&M had to move the ball and they weren't running because their running back got injured. And so what Clemson was doing, they were typically rushing three or four, dropping seven or eight into the secondary. Um, And so... The reason, the reason, from my perspective, they did that is because they knew Kellen Mond was hurt, and they knew he wasn't going to leave the pocket because he couldn't run. If you looked at him, he was gimpy out there in the second half. He wasn't. He didn't look like he could run the ball. He didn't look like he was going to be able to scramble. And so, from my perspective, it looked like Clemson um, caught wind of that and, and understood that, and they're basically just letting him sit in the pocket and throw into you know coverages with eight seven or eight guys and so obviously it worked out uh Clemson looked good we'll talk about them when we get to them but um, yeah their next game is against Lamar and so am what could have been didn't happen uh, but yeah they, I mean they 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 kept the game closer than I thought it would be obviously with my prediction being 41 to 24. But uh yeah that's just how it plays out sometimes. Moving up to number 15 we've got Oregon. They were ranked 16th after losing to Auburn. Um took on Nevada, absolutely obliterated Nevada 77 to 6. And I expected that to happen. That's kind of like a statement game, right? Letting letting the mass uh the vast majority of people and and media know that Hey, we're a freaking damn good team. I We understand that Auburn beat us, um, but don't count us out type of thing, right? And that's what they did against Nevada, which, you know, Nevada obviously beat Purdue a week ago. And then Purdue went ahead and beat up on Vanderbilt and as well in this week too. Um, so Oregon, I think they're going to win the Pac-12. But um, yeah, it's going to be hard for them to find themselves in the college football playoff conversation again with whenever you lose to an SEC team, right? That's just kind of how it is. And the way that the Pac-12 is being looked at right now, it's just going to be hard for the committee to justify putting them in. So that's something we'll talk about as the season moves along. But they got Montana coming into week three. I expect them to put on a similar showing. They're going to want to blow out everybody until the Pac-12 championship and blow out the Pac-12 champ uh, championship game so they can try and make a case for them. But, uh, yeah, moving up to 14. Got Wisconsin. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> a little bit sniffles here. Uh, 14, we got Wisconsin. 2-0, and moved up three spots from 17 to 14. Posting another shut, uh, shutout versus Central Michigan, 61 to zero was the final. Most impressively, out of this game, uh, wasn't even Jonathan Taylor. Right, we expect Jonathan Taylor to do his thing, to score a couple touchdowns, to run for at least 100 yards, and but he's he's becoming even more dangerous because he's catching balls out of the backfield as well, and. He he's he's gonna break at least one tackle, so his yards after catch are gonna be ridiculous. But like I said, the more impressive thing was the actual quarterback play from Jack Cohn. He threw for about 330 something yards, three touchdowns, two beautiful deep balls to Quintes Cifes, who's returned to the team after that whole controversy. But they look really good. I think they're underrated. I think a lot of people slept on them coming into this season. And those people obviously didn't do their research. But um, I think they, they're going to go ahead and win the Big Ten West. And they're more than capable of uh, winning the Big Ten. Or at least competing for it. right? So they're going to take on Michigan in two weeks. They get a bye this week. Um, yeah, so they're going to be resting up for that matchup. Moving up to 13, we have Penn State. Me, personally, I have to go go back and review Um, some of their film but from what I have seen in their openers and some of the highlights they look really good Uh, I knew defensively they're going to have an elite team and the the biggest question marks obviously is at the quarterback position right Trace McSorley the most winningest quarterback in Penn State history I believe something like that all right don't quote me on it but losing him he brought so much production to the team as well as a whole bunch of intangibles, right? Things that you can't measure. Just his leadership. Him and Saquon, in my opinion, basically put that team on the map and brought them back up to brought them back in into the spotlight. Um and so we'll see what happens. They've they're doing everything that's expected of them right now. Blew out Idaho in the opener seventy something, uh seven and then they beat up on Buffalo just this past week 45 to 13. It was close it was a close game early, but they obviously pulled away, uh cleaned it up, made some adjustments in the second half and they're looking good. Uh next week they take on Pittsburgh at Penn State and so that's going to be a- another great matchup to watch ACC versus Big 10. I expect Penn State to do their thing if they are the real deal they're gonna they're probably gonna beat up on pittsburgh um but we'll see what happens moving up to 12 we have texas texas dropped three spots from the ninth uh, from the ninth ranked team in the nation to 12 and uh obviously we all know man this this matchup was the most talked about matchup coming into week two lots of hype and it lived up to the hype took on lsu they lost 45 to 38 both teams coming into the matchup talking trash to each other talking about dbu uh for me it was db who right i didn't see any dbus out there uh both teams put on great performances offensively <laughs> uh both quarterbacks threw for over 300 plus yards um multiple touchdowns both quarterbacks had phenomenal games and so not much to criticize offensively, man. They just—they both look like they're clicking. Both quarterbacks are just making plays. Defensively, um, both teams got to have things to clean up on, right? Texas looked good. Uh, I think they have some breakout stars at wide receiver uh, coming into this year, and that's going to be critical to them competing for the the Big Twelve championship. Defensively, I expect them to clean it up. And to still be one of the better defensive sides In the Big 12 And next week They, they basically get a week off They play Rice And so You know They're gonna, they're gonna destroy Rice <laughs> They're gonna come out angry They're gonna want to make a statement And that's just how it works They're gonna beat up, beat up on Rice Probably throw the seconds And the third string guys in there And uh, yeah Prepare for week 4 Moving up to 11, we got Utah 2-0. Moved up two spots from 13 to 11. Took on Northern Illinois. 35 to 17 was the final. It was a, it was a bit close early on. They eventually found their rhythm. I'm still not completely sold on the Utes. I just, I don't know. There's, uh, there's just some question marks from the, from the quarterback position for me. I believe Zach Moss is a beast. I believe Zach Moss will be the offensive player of the year in the Pac-12 if Justin Herbert doesn't continue to put up savage numbers versus group of five teams. But um, yeah, Zach, Zach Moss is, is a monster. Uh, he's hard to bring down. And right now he just continues to break at least double-digit tackles per game. Next week, they have Idaho State, and so they're going to go ahead and, you know, it seems like everyone right now is kind of in the the cupcake part of their schedule, where some of them schedule them early on, some of them have them at the back end uh, of their schedule, but it's kind of just cupcake central right now. Utah has Idaho State, and so we expect Utah to go ahead and, easily pull that out um fcs opponent but yeah that's all i really got to say about utah right now we'll see what happens still more questions than answers uh moving up to 10 we have michigan michigan dropped out of the uh from from the seventh spot to the number 10 spot took on army army took them to ot michigan barely survived that game they didn't even deserve to win that game I don't even know how they're ranked in the top 10. Lots of the media were uh, polling for them to win the Big Ten as well as the Big Ten East uh, and expecting them to beat Ohio State. Michigan, man, there is just so much to talk about with Michigan. Defensively, I believe they took a step back. I understand that they lost a good amount of production. And, you know, obviously, Devin Bush, Chase Winovich, and Rashawn Gary, but... With the talent they're bringing in from their, their high school recruits, that's something they should be able to de- develop and plug in, right? And plug in when, when, uh, when those guys leave. So I don't, I don't understand why this defense is looking so... Well, I don't understand why they're not looking like a Michigan defense, to put it simply. Offensively, it looks like they just don't have an identity. They don't know what they want to do they don't they just don't look like you know we know who they are, so I mean, maybe they're saving this for the Wisconsin game, maybe they're saving all their schemes and their packages or whatever um but they just don't look very organized right now. they don't look like they have an identity, they don't look like a top ten football team to be to be straight right um uh, we'll see they got Wisconsin in two weeks in Madison. that's gonna be the game where a lot of questions are going to be answered for both teams. Um, but we'll leave it at that. Michigan beat Army 24-21 in OT. I expect them to be out of the top 10 um, pretty soon here with the way they've been playing. Moving up to 9, we got Florida 2-0. Moved up two spots from 11 to 9. Took on UT Martin. uh obliterated them 45 to 0 they're at kentucky uh next week kentucky just lost their starting quarterback so i'm not sure how much of a game that's gonna be i don't know who their backup is at kentucky or or you know i haven't really watched a lot of kentucky football this year to be honest and so we'll see what happens i am excited to see florida play in-conference opponents and uh Because the more the more games that we see Miami playing, right? Miami's zero and two now. They just lost to UNC, so that win against Miami isn't looking as great as it was a week ago. So we'll see how they look against Kentucky and if they can keep themselves in the top ten. Moving up to eight, we have Auburn moved up two spots from ten. Took on Tulane, beat them twenty-four to six. Not a very impressive showing. I think they they still haven't figured it out offensively. Bo Nix is still trying to gather himself and and get himself in, you know, into this college football um, environment that he's in now, right? It's not high school anymore. Um, but we also have to give credit to to, to uh, Tulane. They're a very good team um, from the conference they come from, of course. But uh, at the same time, right? You're Auburn. You're ranked top ten, you've gotta be blowing these guys out. You just have to. There's no questions. And so at what what point do they give Joey Gatewood the reins? Right? Cause they they can't be giving Bonex, you know, all the time in the world to develop, right? And so they they've gotta make a decision pretty quickly if they're gonna try and continue to build him and develop him in real game time not in garbage time and we're gonna find out right they got kent state next week so they've 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 got another cupcake to where they can basically try and develop him and, and get him more comfortable in their schemes and their plays but we'll see what happens auburn right now for me is a question mark offensively defensively we already know what they have moving up to seven we have notre dame they moved up one spot from eight. They had a bye this week. Um I already talked about takeaways against their Louis, uh in their game against Louisville. Ian Book, man. I don't I don't know what the deal is with that guy. We'll see what happens. But they got uh, New Mexico this week, which I don't think is gonna answer. You know, it's not gonna help us know anything we didn't already know from Notre Dame unless they get upset, right? so but at the same time that wouldn't be surprising to us moving up to six we have ohio state who actually dropped out a spot from five to six and not sure it's right it's hard to justify but it's still early and these 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 ap poll rankings don't really matter a whole lot to be quite honest but ohio state number six they smashed cincinnati 42 to zero looked really good on both sides of the ball um especially from a year ago where defensively you weren't sure what you were going to get from them on a week-to-week basis, but now they're looking good. Um, they got, uh, they'll got they be traveling to Indiana next week, and that's always just a team that they've struggled with for no real reason. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. They look good. Drop to six. Um, that's just kind of how the AP poll works. Um, it's more so based on LSU's performance than they're actually – Ohio State's lack of performance because at number five Oklahoma dropped out from four to five right so they kind of just pushed everyone back one spot but uh yeah Oklahoma took on South Dakota smashed them 70 to 14 and uh, pretty much did what we expected of them but at the same time we still have more question marks about Oklahoma than answers we know they're going to be there offensively we still want to know if they can play some defense they got at they're going to be at UCLA in week uh yeah, week 3. So, but again, UCLA is looking like hot garbage as well. So, at this point we're just waiting for them to get into conference play cuz all these out of conference opponents have been complete you know, trash. Um but yeah, I mean they're doing everything that's expected of them when they're playing these trash opponents, so I can't really say much. Other than good job But we'll see Moving up to 4 We have LSU uh, Jumped 2 spots From 6 to 4 And uh, yeah They took on Texas Beat Texas 45 to 38 If you listened to my takeaways From a week ago I talked about how Joe Burrow Looked much more comfortable In the offense How they were going to be Bringing a new style of offense To um, this game And they pretty much Put it on display Joe Burrow looked really good really comfortable especially in uh enemy territory right they're playing at texas in the crowd under the pressure under the lights kid looked really good really sharp and uh wide receivers have always been good at lsu they just haven't had the quarterbacks to throw them the ball and so it's kind of funny the the throw um their passing attack looks really sharp and really good but right now their running game looks average right right just at the moment. I mean, of course they're going to work to improve that, but right now they just look very average running the ball. And um yeah, it's just weird because that's kind of inverse, right? They used to be a really good running team on the ground, pro style, uh, you know, under the center type of thing, but now moving to a spread offense, uh their running game has kind of you know, diminished a bit. But we'll see. I think they need to give reps to John Emery Jr., which they're not doing yet. Um, But they need to work him in fast because by the time they get to the back end of their schedule, when they play the better teams like Alabama and whatnot, they're going to want to utilize him. Um, Next week, they got Northwestern State. And, uh, yeah, they look great. I agree with them being at four. At this point, man, the way that they played against Texas, they probably could have beat any team in the country that night. And so I think they're very deserving being at number four. At number three, Georgia took on Murray State, obliterated them, 63 to 17. We pretty much know what Georgia has and what what they're what they're gonna bring to the table. Very solid defense, very solid run game. They have Jake Fromm if they need him. Um, still, the only concern that I would have is just it seems like their wide receiver and uh, their wide receivers are still trying to find their footing and their chemistry with um, Jake Fromm obviously a a brand new set of wide receivers as far as having those starting roles but they're all very talented guys it's just they just don't look as sharp right now obviously it's still early and we expect them to figure it out but that's the only thing that i would you know have to point out if there was anything to point out other than that they look good 63 to 17 victory over murray state moving up to number two alabama um they hold their spot. Took on New Mexico State, sixty-two to ten. Still, my biggest concern with Alabama is their O line. They just don't look as good. I don't know. They're 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 even allowing some uh, on some occasion the New Mexico State defenders to get uh, a pass rush on Tua, and so that's something that's very suspect and that's they need to clean up and tighten up very quickly because once conference. Conference play comes around; it's about to get real physical, real fast, and that that's gonna affect Tua's health ultimately, right? If they can't protect him, so they need to get that together. Overall, that game, obviously, they got the outcome that they expected to get, but they didn't look very clean, um, as clean as we've seen them in the past. So I do think they need to clean up some things in their pass attack. Uh, They looked kind of lazy on defense at times, and well, maybe it's lazy or maybe it's just kind of slow at reading uh, where the play is going to develop, but overall, they can look much sharper. I only say this because I've seen them operate on a higher level. We all have, right? And so we're used to Alabama, seeing Alabama a certain way, and I don't think they look that way right now, Um, but I think they're probably going to have their sharpest performance next week when they take on South Carolina in South Carolina um, and so yeah we'll, we'll see they just need to clean up a lot of things they don't look as sharp as they could be or that or that they've they've looked in the past but we'll see uh, moving up to number one Clemson still holding the number one spot they uh, beat Texas A&M 24 to 10 looked really good uh, Trevor Lawrence I think he went for one touchdown one interception and uh Going into that game, my thing was that I, I expected Clemson to establish establish the run game and use ETN and use their running backs more than expected, more than they would the past game. Um, and they tried to establish that. Texas A&M did a good job slowing them down early, um, but eventually, you know, there was plays where guys broke loose and got some chunk plays. Um, overall, great performance by Clemson. But if I had to criticize them on anything, um, yeah, I can't really find anything to criticize them on. Right? They looked really good. Um, the most, the biggest thing I was impressed with was Trevor Lawrence, his ability to take a hit, his toughness. Um, because even even on certain occasions, those guys were hitting him after the whistle. So he looked really tough out there. Uh, I think A and M's still saving, saving some of their playbook uh possibly you know after seeing this game because they knew texas a&m they kind of they kind of understood that they had texas a&m's number defensively and a&m wasn't really going to be moving the ball consistently on them and scoring points so i think they kind of slowed down the game and took control of the tempo and um yeah overall great performance from clemson it's just sad to see that this is going to be probably the toughest challenge they're going to see all season. And unless somebody can rise up in their conference, you know, maybe it's North Carolina, maybe it's Wake Forest, I don't know, but if not, this this was the toughest game they're going to have all year long and they've got a clear path to the CFP, College Football Playoff. They take on Syracuse at Syracuse next week, but I expect Clemson to put on a a great showing and i expect him to to squash syracuse and any upset talks very quickly so with that being said guys as always i appreciate you guys listening to the podcast supporting the podcast uh all my links for social media episodes podcasts whether it's apple spotify all that good stuff all those links are going to be in the description um but yeah as always you guys have a, a great rest of your day night or evening this is just another critic signing off peace yeah stay prepared for